Good morning, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in. Good morning. Tuning in to the Welling Daughters of the King. I'm lying. Thank you all for coming on. I just want to thank um, for the prayer for the um, the individual that opened up, um, the host, um, the line, the, in- the announcements. And I want to thank you all, the ladies, for getting up early in the morning and um, coming to meet the Father. I want to thank you all for um, setting your time, setting aside to come and meet the Father. This is a wonderful time. This is the first Saturday, y'all, of um, yes. of the year, of this new season, and God is doing a great thing. This is a new thing that God is doing on this season. I just wanted to give God glory for that. Um, you know, even in the worship and even in time, and I was asking God and I was spending time with God this week, and so many things came this week to take me off for what God want to do today. And I'm going to be talking as the Holy Spirit leads me because every time I try to write something or, or get something, God is shifting even constantly as I talk because God is heart. You know, his heart is very um, grieving, heavy right now. And, um, you know, Everyone know, everyone know me, Apostle Joanne Hall. I'm an individual that listens to God and I obey. So everything I do, I do as God tells me. You know, I talk to a lot of people, and they will say to me, um, how come you didn't tell me why I'm not fine now? And I tell them all the time, when God moves, I move with God just like that. There's no explanation. I do what God tells me to do. So I can't tell you a couple weeks or later this. I tell you as God tells me. And um, where, you know, like I was saying to you ladies that when I went before the Lord and, you know, even this day I said, Father, what do you want me to say? And so many things came to distract me, so many things. But one thing that I love about Jesus, about our Father, is that when you get in a place of worship <laughs> and you just start to worship God and start praising God, things change and he's speaking. And God been speaking so much things, um, even as we go into this brand new season, y'all. Happy season. Happy, 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 happy new season. New, 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 new. And there's so many things that God been ministering to me. But lo and behold, this morning, as we was in prayer and as as we was praying, God just started downloading some things. And as we approach this new season, we cross over to this new season. There's some things like, you know, I started last year going into the new season when I had talked in um, before the throne room, which is another platform that um, God had graced me with um, on Thursday night um, about his plans. And then God just started just ministering to me throughout these last couple weeks, um, even within the couple months prior to this new season. And um, 
God just was like concerned. And the first thing, you know, you may have heard it before. And the good thing that I like about season um, is that God gives us another opportunity to do it again. Hallelujah. He gave us another opportunity to do it again. And one, the one thing that I like about our father is our father is very um, specific. He's very attentional. He is very patient. And he's very strategically when he does stuff. And, you know, as you grow in God and you continue to start to trust God, you learn that. Our Father do things in specific time. And if you're an individual that, you know, starting to walk in your walk with God, um, you know, for an individual or for a lady that come on today and you say, you know, I'm considered to start fresh with God, I want to encourage you, first and foremost, to be patient. Everything you're going to need for God is going to take time. That's one thing I would encourage everyone to write on a piece of paper, time. God's timing is not our timing, okay? The way God moves is not the way. You, your ways is not God's ways. God moves different. You got to get in the ways of God. That's the first thing I want to encourage you all. So um, when I, when I was in prayer this morning, the Lord, I was listening to everybody. And sometimes when I get on the, I come on the line, and I just listen, um, and listen to the to the to the, the Father talking, and um, and allow God to to move through me. I said something um, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, me ministering, I minister throughout the week. I'm, I'm a mentor. You know, I'm a coach, and I mentor people throughout the week and counsel people. This is what I do. Um, regularly, and I, as I was talking, and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. Um, he 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 was telling me that um, you know he, he he's a gentleman, and we we say that, but I don't think we pay attention to what we say. Um, and the way he was showing it to me as I was talking, he was showing me that he comes in. We say Holy Spirit come in, and the Holy Spirit comes in. And then we, he's supposed to lead us, but then we take charge. So then he showed me, the Lord showed me how the Holy Spirit stepped back because we take control. And we say again, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So if it's a gentleman, that means that um, um, I don't know who background is an echo, but you got to put your phone on mute. Because when I'm talking, I hear myself. Um, and um, so, lo and behold, um, so he's a gentleman. So once you say come in, he comes in. It's just like, you know, we ladies, when we get out the car, we expecting our spouse <clears throat> or the individual that we're talking to to open the door. We wait. And when we get into, um, um, like, the closet, like, um, the door to a restaurant or to, like, you know, to somebody open the door if we were somebody. Yeah, that's the same way. When we say the Holy Spirit come in, you're like a gentleman that comes in. But then when you start taking control, the Holy Spirit step back. And 
we we say Holy Spirit come in and we, He comes in, but then after that we try to take over and then they step back. But now we thinking the Holy Spirit moving, but the Holy Spirit not moving. And and the reason why I say that is because um, when God is speaking, we need to pay attention when God speaks. Sometimes we want to get our stuff in, and God, we say, "Oh God, we need you." And God said, "I'm here, daughter." But we trying to get in. We trying to be God instead of letting God be God. And this is how the Holy Spirit set back. And all along, the Holy Spirit is not in no more. It's all you and not the Holy Spirit. And one thing that God dropped in my spirit as I was praying, and I say this because I move as God moves, is that we have to get out of the way. We can't blame other people. We can't say, oh, is that person fault? Is that person fault? We have to get out of the way. You know, it's easy to look out, but instead of looking in. And we have to be able to look in. We do a lot of looking out, but we don't do a lot of looking in. And the way that God would show me about it, it was like, we said, Holy Spirit, come in. Holy Spirit, come in. And remember, he's a gentleman. He comes in. And then we start to do the things, and the Holy Spirit is moving the way he wants to. We don't like the way the Holy Spirit is moving. So because we don't like it, we step back in. And now we're wondering why stuff don't happen. And another thing God said was um, the anointing comes to destroy your key point. Yes, the anointing comes to destroy you, but the anointing cannot work unless you allow the Holy Spirit to flow. So, see, the Holy Spirit is a God, is a search. It knows exactly where to go to, and that's why you need it. It's a, it, 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 it guides you when we're doing ministering, when we're praying, when we're helping people. It, it does the work, but if you're trying to be in control, you're, you, you're kind of like overworking yourself. But when the anointed comes to destroy your yoke, it's, 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 it's like easy. It can navigate and say, oh, this is it, and point it out. But when you try to say, oh, I want to go left, and the Holy Spirit said, no, we need to go right. We need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Because now you gave the Holy Spirit charge. I hear you, Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus, thank the Lord. We, and now you're giving the Holy Spirit charge. And when you're giving the Holy Spirit charge, whatever you have planned, drop it. Let the Holy Spirit take control. And now the anointing can destroy the yoke. So as we was praying this morning, the word that Lord gave to me was sacrifice, you know. And when I looked it up as, you know, we was worshiping and everything still again, sacrifice is an act of slaying, slandering an animal or a person or surrendering a, a possession as a offering to God or to a divine or supernatural figure as a definition. But I like the part where it says, sacrifice is an action of slandering an animal or a person or surrendering a possession as an offering to God. Stop that part. So God wants us to sacrifice. And I heard it. Clear day as I was praying, we was in worship, and we some people said, "Oh, I already sacrificed already. Now I'm ready for the day." 
And like I said earlier, the first scripture I want to give, because God is talking to me, so I'm going to move as the Holy Spirit moves, because um, this is how God flows, and I'm floating as God flows. And I will do it in the um, NIV. The first scripture is going to be Isaiah 55 and 8. Somebody lying. I can still hear myself echo. I don't know if it's a landline or what, but my voice is bouncing. I'm going to work with it, though. Um, so it says, I'm reading from the NIV, and I will be reading from the Amplified as well. It says, Isaiah 55, NIV, translation is NIV, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declared the Lord. Read verse 9 too. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's the NIV. Amen. I'm going to go to the Amplified. <clears throat> and I'm going to read it. Mm, I'm going to do the Amplified Classic. So that would be the AMPC. Okay. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Right there is indicating that, like I was saying earlier about the Holy Spirit coming in, so you may have something like, for example, you may have something written down. I'm going to talk about this and that. And then you pray and you say, Holy Spirit, we invite you in. Oh, God, I'm committing this to you. Once you said that, all hands is released. Now it's all to God. Once you say, I commit, now God. So now when you start to move, you wait for the unction of the Holy Ghost. And that comes, like I said earlier, Timing is everything with God. So you got to, like, the unction, when God moves, when you say Holy Spirit come in, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to flow. And this goes for people that wants to be, like, rushing. You can't rush in God. Everything God does is very detailed. When we read the Bible and we look into the, um, the tabernacle, you know, a lot of us have been reading the Bible maybe, like, what, three, four times already. If you read the Bible and you watch everything, even with the tabernacle, he was detailed. It took time. Yet a person might write the story and it may look like it happened really quick, but it took time for every piece. Because God is very like, like he takes his time when he's doing things. Some things may move progressively, but 95% God takes his time in everything. Because when God does something, he does it well. He don't make mistakes. I hear you, Holy Ghost. He, don't, he, he takes his time. And we as children of God, 
if we're carrying the characteristics, if we're walking in the things of God, we have to be as God is. So we have to line up ourselves with God. And this is why sacrifice is important. And we're supposed to sacrifice ourselves constantly. Because you got to remember, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. You know what I mean? So therefore, if we find ourselves being impatient, you got to ask yourself, is that characteristic of Christ? No, it's not. It's, a, it's, it's in our flesh. We have to be able to recognize the difference between when we in God and when we not of God. And that includes every person under the sound of my voice as well as myself. This is why we have to not only daily, but every time go before God throughout the day and say, Lord, remove these things out of me. When God brings those stuff to you, we, should, we shouldn't be all cute with it. Oh, I, I know I'm still struggling with this and be all right with it. No, we should. The struggle we deal with right now, we should not be dealing with it in June. That means that you have not fully spent that much time in God. I.e., God, you talking. We, that means we're not spending as much time. We're giving everything else precedence before God. Whatever you're struggling with today, you should not be struggling with it again by June. That means you should be intentionally in the face of God with those issues and asking God to purge them out of you. And wherever you, you, you're struggling with, and you need help, that's where he comes in and assists you with helping you to remove those things. But everything takes timing. That's the first scripture we talked about. The second scripture we're going to go to, and I'm going to, I'm going to stay in the Amplified Classic, is when it comes to sacrifice, is Psalms 51, verse 17. Psalms 51 and 17. It says, my sacrifice, the sacrifice I accept to God is a broken spirit, a broken and a contrary heart, broke down with sorrow from sin and humbly and thoughtfully penitent, such, oh, God, you will not despise. So that means that when you bring a sacrifice, it has to be something that God accepted. You can't choose your sacrifice. Ah, ah, Come on, Jesus. I hear you, God. It's what is pleasing to God, not what you choose. You can't give him what you what you feel like giving. You gotta give him the thing that he's asking, requiring for you. It gotta be something that's gonna broken contrary. It gotta be something that is gonna penetrate you. Because if it don't hurt you, it don't hurt God. It's not a sacrifice. So you fooling yourself. Now now you can fool people else, but you can't fool God. So, so the sacrifice got to be something that God is accepting. And we read the Romans 12, and we're going to get there too. We read Romans 12 really cliche, but we miss out. And I, and I say this a lot. When you're reading your Bible, stop rushing through the word. Stop rushing. If you're rushing, you're in your flesh. 
Don't wonder why the word cannot stick to you because you're rushing. You have to digest every word. You have to digest every line. That's why the Bible says in um, Isaiah 28 and 11, it says, line per line, precept by precept, hear little, do a little. And they say, read all the way and do it. It says, hear little, do a little. Hear little, do a little. Hear little, do a little. So if you're rushing through reading, say, oh, I, I read my plan today. Oh, I read. That means that what you're doing, you're just, you're just choking up. You, the food haven't digested. The word of God is food for your spirit. I'm going to say that again. The word of God is food for your spirit. You have to let the food, the word, take root. Some of us, we're missing it because we're not letting the word root in us. It got to be rooted in us. So when we go through trials and tribulations and you don't have your Bible with you, you could, the scripture could come out of your reservoir because what happens? You let it root in. But if you're not letting the word root in you, it can't come out of you. Other stuff will come out that you've been rooted in. So it says, my sacrifice, the sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. So the sacrifice that's accepted God is going to be a broken spirit. That means that you got to be inclined to be broken. I know the woman of God spoke on Thursday about welcome to the dressing floor, and she was given different situation about how she was explaining it was you got to be broken. So that means that you can't choose what you're going to give. Whatever God say, this is what I want, you got to give it up. You got to give it up. That's the sacrifice. It's going to be what? It's going to be causing you to be broken. And I know a lot of people don't like to be broken, and I spoke, I spoke about it a little briefly on Thursday, but brokenness is a very good place to be. And we should want to do that constantly because then that's a place that God can tune, do like some tune-up in us. He can line us up, and it can help us not to be um, in our flesh a lot. And it could also help us not to be struggling with things that we're still struggling with. So brokenness is a good place because you're not alone because God is walking through that brokenness place with you. And now he can really get the, really get the things that he really wants from us. When we posture ourselves in that place of brokenness. Amen. And it says, so it's a broken and a contrary heart. Here goes that heart thing again. Welcome. He'll go back to that heart thing. He's bringing us back here. So, so in sacrificing, there's a lot of attributes in that. There's a lot of attribute in the sacrificing. He's asking us to be able to, to um, give him something that's acceptable, that we've got to be broken, that we've got to be with our hearts, and our hearts are in position. When our hearts is in the right position, now he can start saying, now, now I can work it. Because now you, you, you're giving everything. You surrender. Hey, God. Mm. There's, no, there's, no, there's no resistance. See, that's the key with sacrificing. And this is not all one time. This is how long God desires. You might be in a place of sacrificing for a while. When you say yes to God, you gave 
you say, God, yes, now he's able to come in and do whatever. So that's, that's um, Psalm 51 and 17. The next one is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And we stay in the Amplified Classic. We're going to walk the word. We're going to walk the word. Got to walk the word. <clears throat> it says, I, I please, I plead, I please, I apologize for my accent. To you, therefore, brethren, and I beg of you in the view of all, the mercies of God to make a divisity, I'm saying right, a dedicated son of your body to present all you members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent, servant, and spiritual warfare. Spiritual worship, I should say. That's a lot right there in just verse 1. I plead to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in the view of all the mercy of God to make a diversity dedication of your bodies to present all your members and faculty as a living sacrifice holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. So that right there is the beginning of what sacrifice God is looking for us. You know what I mean? And we got to dedicate our body. We got to present all of it. We can't choose some of it. And then we have to live it. So that means we got to be devoted, and then we got to have a consecration. You know what I mean? I know, you know, the, the, the new season started, everybody fasting. Fasting and consecration is too different. So fasting is only for a period of time. But consecration is something that you dedicate, and that is completely for God. Do not change it from that. This is, this is something that you're going to give, and this is what you're going to submit to God, period. So we got another difference in it. Amen. And uh, we got to be well-pleasing. So therefore, and it got to be a spiritual worship. So that means we got to worship it. So even in, in like Psalms 51, 17, where he said acceptable, and then he said broken, and then he talked about a contrite heart. That means those that, that's a worship to God. That's a sacrifice. Now it's worship. Now it's pleasing to him. Now it's aroma to his nostril. Now he can work with that. Because now it's not your will, it's his will being done. Now verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, the fashion after and adopted to the ex- external superficial custom." external, superficial custom to be transformed, to change by the entire renewing of your mind, by its new ideas and and its new attitude, so that you may prove of yourself 
what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Even though the thing that which is good and acceptable and perfect in in his sight for you. So that means that when we do an, when we when we sacrifice and we 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 lay and we broken and we have cut our heart, now we exchanging old to new. So now we lining up ourselves. So this is like a surgery God is doing. He's lining us up. And now we're able to commit ourselves completely and surrender. The last scripture um, I'll give before I come into conclusion is Jeremiah 17, um, verses 9 and 10. And it says, so I'm still coming from the um, the AMT, AMPC Classic, which is the Amplified Classic, I should say. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly perverse and corrupted, corrupt and surely moral sick. Who knows it, perceives, understands, being inquired it, with his own heart and mind. And then it gives you a couple of scriptures down there. And then verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the mind. I tried the heart to even to give to every man according to his way, according to the fruit of his doing. So we go back to um, the sacrifice part. It sacrifices slating, then it says surrendering, an offering unto God. So God checks to see if we're broken, give him a broken heart, acceptable, a sacrifice acceptable is a broken heart. Then you got to be broken. Then after that, he checks to see your heart, your posture. Then, then you'll be able to be willing to give up the offering that he checks to see where your heart is at. So I say that to say all this. You don't choose your sacrifice. God chooses it. When God chooses it, then he takes us to the process of the broken, the, um, the um, broken heart. Then he takes us to life. Then he takes us to the place of where now we we given the offering, now we surrendering. You know what I mean? And the, and the broken heart comes with the slant, like like he slayed, like removing those things out of us. So now we it's difficult. It don't feel good, but it's it's necessary. And then now we able to worship. And now he's checking our heart to see where our posture is. And then after that, the fruit comes after it. That's how you know. And um, before I close out, <clears throat> this is a place that God has been having me in for the last, um, even as we have started a new se- the new year. I know a lot of people say, Happy New Year's, Happy New Year's, but we started a new year. 
since September 25th of last year. um, We started the new year. And from then, now we shifted into a new season. Um, And this is where God had me. Um, You know, I tell a lot of people, I don't like talking about things that I don't experience um, because what people don't realize is when you start speaking, we speak life and death in our mouth. So if you if you haven't fully went through something, you shouldn't just talk about something that you went through. You should actually go through it because the blows come and they come. And this process right here is where God had me for these last couple of months. You know what I mean? To be being broken, um, being a, a sacrifice. And, and I'm gonna tell you, ladies, it hasn't been good, but it's necessary. You know what I mean? And Stay in the face of Jesus while I'm going through it. It's a beautiful thing. It's uncomfortable but beautiful because I'm learning so much things with God. Um, it draws me closer to the things of God, and I'm looking to get to God. And I tell people all the time, like, nothing else matters but me and God. Everything else is just some things that I, I need, but my relationship with God is everything. I can't do anything without God. So this process, I encourage every woman under the sound of my voice to let God take you through this process. And don't resist his hand. Don't resist his hand because as you go through this process, God is going to um, – Lead you. He's gonna show you different things. I mean, I, I went through ups and downs, like, and I'm still coming out of things. But I even asked him, "Take me again, God. Break me again." And some people be looking at me like, "You crazy?" You and I say, "Yes," because I'm learning more in this process. So I just wanted to encourage you, ladies, um, this morning, like, let God sacrifice it. Let him accept it. Don't say, oh, choose this. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't choose my sacrifice. God chose my sacrifice for me. And I'm going to tell you once again, it wasn't, it wasn't pleasing, like it wasn't comfortable, but it was worth it. Let me go through this process. Amen. Um, thank you all for your time.